You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Meanderer, 12 8 22, 3080ths by the Meanderer. I can't tell if I walked on something or if the surface is slick. So fucking noisy. I'm exhausted. I've yet to decide whether to make an effort to get meds. I technically have enough to get through the weekend. But I also forgot to take it this morning. It does feel like a lot of wasted time. The app situation and wasted money. So I opened the Wendy's app. Morning. Did you hear that? She kind of stomped her feet to make sure I was aware of her presence. She was so fucking stupid when someone else might have overheard it. He says, as he archives it for the internet. I opened the one he's up. They offered free French toast sticks. With an order, the simplest thing was just hit two. So I ended up eating seven French toast sticks for three dollars. I threw away the last one because it was too thick. For the container syrup and then I crossed the McDonald's from my original plan which was sausage McMuffins and coffee thus at four dollars was an unnecessary Expenditure, which would have been avoided if I had not had this phone with me. One fix would be keeping it at work. I found it slightly useful yesterday. I used it to play the movie Old, which I didn't have to read an explanation of. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Radio Free Shambles number 209. Little Old Man Cat, 9 slash 27 slash 19, 
11 23rds by Shambles Constant. It was August 2nd. Uh, it was a Friday. Today is August 16th, which is another Friday. Okay, let me get out of this parking space. Uh, also, if I remember right, um, I was originally going to record over like that weekend, and I never did. So that that was what the episode was going to be. It was like over the course of like three days or four days or whatever, and it didn't happen. So I thought, you know what? I better go ahead and pick this up and uh, you know do some more recording and hopefully release it this evening. I think I should be able to release it this evening. Um, yeah, I, I should have time. Oh, see, I've got a, I might have a slow leak in one of my tires, which is unfortunate. So I put air in it the other day and uh, it's uh, still feels low and looks low and Oh, you know, stuff like that. Oh, I need, I need to get back onto the other street. That's all right. Uh, yeah, so uh, as I said, it's Friday, August 16th, 2019. Um, I am heading over to the restaurant where a friend of mine works. Uh, this friend of mine is in our uh, Wednesday night uh, trivia team. Um, but my wife and my daughter and I are in it and he's, he's in there with us. He's kind of our, he's kind of an, um, honorary relative slash uncle slash grandpa for Jackie, that kind of thing. <laughs> kind of honorary position. Great guy. And, um, anyway, he, uh, the last time he was there with us, he accidentally left a book he was reading um, you know, in the, uh, in the booth where we were sitting and we didn't know it. And, uh, he, he didn't say anything about it. So I don't know if he even really missed it, but then, uh, Wednesday night when we were there, uh, he wasn't able to be there because he went to Chicago that day, uh, to see a play. Um, he saw come from away. Okay. I just may. Um, and, uh, so anyhow, um, he, he was gone doing that and he was going to get back in time to do trivia. Then his, his train was delayed and, oh, yada, yada, yada. So he wasn't able to make it. Anyway, the, the server before we left was like, oh, um, you guys, I think one of you might've left something, um, here. And she pulled out that book and we're like, well, we don't know. But then we, we texted him and he's like, yep, that's mine. So grabbed it. I was going to take it to him yesterday and I forgot. So I'm taking it to him now. Uh, it's my lunchtime right now. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape 1849, Riverboat Alley, 10 8 21. 031-161 by Frank Edward Nora. Ooh, not doing too good there. 
I just love the music back then. Obviously, this is like these are like chip tunes, which become a genre all into themselves. Uh, I really haven't gotten the hang of this. Well, I have to use my mouse as sort of the trackball. Hey, strike! Power strike! better now. Yeah. Power strike. Ooh, power split. How's that one? Come on, I gotta get one more power strike. Who's buying? Was Were they emulating like drinking beer at the bowling alley? No, I don't know. That would be good though. How did I get two strikes in a row? Now I'm like blowing it, you know? Power strike! Yeah! Smoking! Well, people did used to smoke at the bowling alleys, you know. Up until a certain year. New Jersey actually allowed smoking indoors a lot later than other, other states. We were known as the ashtray of the Northeast for a while. I like this game. Vegas! going on, kitty? It's not that time yet. Soon, though. Kitty. 10.30 is the time for your you-know-what. T-R-E-A-T-S. No? Ah, come on. Alright, let's try it. Let's, let's reboot this thing. Here's the attract mode. I couldn't get it before. All right, here we go. Finally, the mini golf, the uh, the one I'm looking forward to the most. Check out the music, man. Mini golf deluxe. Kitty, come on. Get out of there. Come on. Go over there, kitty. Come on. Oh yeah, I remember this hole. It has uh, all these uh, all these billiard balls you gotta shoot through. Oh, it's a tough one. I like this music. I'm sure I played this game on the show before. In some of those thousands of hours of shows. What happened? Did it crash? Uh-oh. Come on. It's like impossible. The second hole already is like impossible. The difficulty really ramps up. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Radio Free Shambles number 210, Starcourt, 10 8 19. 07 slash 30 by shambles constant effects of people aging and like you know multiple multi-generations of families and how they interact and and um he's just so good um this this one is uh called the the flavor of green tea over over rice i think 
the flavor of green tea over rice. And then there's also, as one of the special features, there's another feature film he did. Like, the, the flavor of green tea over rice was from 1952, I think. And the other one is called What Did the, what did the Lady Forget from, like, 1937. So uh, if I'm, maybe if I'm not too tired later tonight uh, after karaoke, or if I don't go to karaoke, maybe I'll watch part of that stuff. I don't know. I'm still trying to decide. I should go... On Route 66. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Try uh, to turn on the... See, the, the the air in the back of the van is working. You hear that? But the air up here in the front of the van is not, in fact, working. So I don't really have it to, uh, to deal with. Oh, the dude driving by, was it a Shriner's outfit or something? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, uh, what, what's the other thing I checked out? Uh, I checked out another movie. I can't think of what it was right now. Oh, 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 Do the Right Thing. Um, it was one of my favorite films of all times. Um, Spike Lee film from, like, 1989. And it's all about, uh, you know, racial tension and the, the culture clash from that. Um, it's, it, it's got one of the best build-ups of any mo- movie that I've ever seen. You know, it's very, oh my god, the tension just builds and builds and builds and builds in that sucker. So that's a really good film, too. So I thought I'd... So I'm trying to get back into film watching because I haven't really done much film watching in a while because of all the other stuff I have going in my life, you know, well, with like tri- trivia, theater, and karaoke. So trivia is on hold right now, and uh, karaoke has been kind of whittled down to like one night a week for me because I usually would go like a couple nights a week and stuff. May- maybe won't even be that some while cabaret's going on. You know, theater's still really big in my life and will continue to be so. Um, but, yeah, I should have other things. I should have other things going as well, don't you think? That's why I'm recording again. Part of the reason, anyway. Also, it's, it is, it's just fun. But, you know, sometimes you just have to take, uh, take a break. And I took a break of about five months, essentially. So... That's the way it is. We went to... My wife, daughter, and I went to Animal Control today to look at the cats and the dogs. Look around. I don't know. It's too soon. It's too soon. Arky passed away a month ago today as I'm recording this. Um, on September... You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnight Scape 957, The Big Teens, 3 5 13, 36 49ths by Frank Edward Nora.
God hates penguins. All penguins must die. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Quark Reversal Satellite, Uniface, 3-17-14-01-31 by PQ Ribber, Jimbo. The most devastating force known to man, PQ River presents another episode of The Quake Reversal Satellite for your enlightenment, edification, and approval. And if you disapprove, we want to know why and when and how, because that way we can become bigger and better, or we at least can know what we are completely disregarding on your behalf. Yeah, it's time again for uh, the, this. This is the place. This is where it all happens. And boy, oh boy, we are going to have fun today. I think we have the uh, longest of all Jimbo's uh, so far, and uh, this delicious. Uh, do, don't get all afraid that we're getting bored with you or tired of you, because uh, if and when we do, believe me, um, I don't know, I'll figure out, I'll send up a, a flare. I will get my little flare gun, and we will... Uh, eradicate when we start editing your uh, commentaries down to like five minutes uh, <laughs> I, I see no danger of that uh, happening anytime soon and uh, I'm me I'm gonna have I'm I am PQ River and I'm gonna have me a pizza party while uh, I listen to Jimbo uh, give forth with 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 the good stuff uh, and I don't even read his notes ahead of time. I mean, I might glance at them because they come in the email with the link to his uh, daily uh, stuff. But uh, I, I really, I, I like being surprised, especially you know that way. I, I'm not, it's not stewing in my head. And I gotta thank Frank Edward Nora while I have the chance and remind uh, anybody there who hasn't heard about. The, I'm, I'll be talking about it all next week, you best believe. The Overnightscape Central Homecoming slash Reunion 11th anniversary of the Overnightscape was on the 11th, as uh, I was informed on the latest Overnightscape episode, uh, Aquarian, which is quite fine. And uh, Frank talks a lot about this homecoming, and uh, he reads the... Uh, I. I actually copied he sent me the list and i'm, I'm going to set it to music on this end uh, at some point uh, between now and uh whenever you hear it but in the meantime we are going to uh jump right into things with a little music and uh we'll hear jimbo and then i will be back uh with a belly full of pizza and some comments <laughs> listening to OnSug Radio Previews, 
October 21, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Night Project, Lugosi Thiamin WOW, 6-17-11-03-35 by PQ River and many others. That is why her heart is pounding to the mounting cadence of those ceaseless drums. That's why she's hurrying faster, faster, hurrying through the North African forest in the oppressive heat of this humid afternoon. And that is why Malad, her native houseboy, follows unwillingly, his eyes rolling fearfully in the wide sockets. Malad, faster, walk faster. Jesus, please, better we go by. Don't talk such nonsense. What Misha's thirsty death walks <laughs> all around us is thirsty death. You hear, Misha's? Do you hear? Oh, stop gibbering no. like a frightened child. No. Anyway, we've gone too far to turn back now. No. We're almost halfway to the village. No, but a week, Obak. But a week. Oh, oh, Kubak. Malin, Malin, don't leave me here alone. Malin, Malin. Let me in. Open the door and let me in. Eve, it is you. Rene. I couldn't believe my own ear. Come in, come in. Oh, I had no idea this was your house, Rene. I knew you lived somewhere near here, but... What happened? I was on my way to the village when Mollet, my, my houseboy, became frightened and ran away. There was a mad dog somewhere near. Well, so I have something to thank the epidemic for after all. Who would have thought back in Paris that we should meet again like this? Oh, Rene, please. Yes, forgive me. I was so taken away at seeing you... Sit down. Let me pour you some water. Oh, thank you. Here, drink. Nasty. Make yourself ill. More, please. Well, it'll more be all right, I suppose. I never knew before what this could mean. Imagine those poor devils out there, hundreds of them who have hydrophobia. Whatever induced you to set foot outside your door? It it was foolhardy of me, I know. My husband had to leave for the coast we gone at least a week, and the prospect of being shut in all alone, except for my terrified houseboy. Yes, the natives are in a dreadful panic. My own houseboy, Gildas, ran off and deserted me yesterday. But you say you were on your way to the village. Well, perhaps you know the Chabours. I was going to stay with them until Francois, my husband, returned. You, are you happy with him? Him? You mean my husband? Of course we're happy. Very happy. And why, when I first learned who the new doctor and his wife were... Did you send back word by Gilders that I would not be welcome in your home? Because... Because you were afraid that seeing me might rekindle our love? Wasn't that it? No, no, Ray. Because Francois is such a jealous husband. Middle-aged men with beautiful young wives usually are. Well, I, I'm rested now. I must be on my way to the village. I'm going to make it by nightfall. But you can't go out there again. I must. Oh! Renee, you love me once. I love you, still. Then go with me. Take me to the village. Very well. You're still tired. Rest a bit longer, and then we'll stop. Strange, isn't it, Renate? Strange and wonderful. And doesn't it prove something to you, Eve? When you sent me away back there in Paris, because your parents wished you to marry this Dr. Passant, I chose the farthest, most inaccessible, most uncivilized spot I could think of. Yet here I am, too. Eve. With my husband. Does he know that you were once in love with another? With me? With another, yes. I'm not sure. Oh. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Overnightscape Central, Mistakes, 7-29-13.
24-33 by P.Q. Ribber, Frank Edward Nora, Chad Bowers, Carrie Michelle. Oh my gosh, don't bite that off. Don't mess with it. It's a, like I said, it's a really hard habit to break. I don't even realize that I'm doing it when, when I do it and my lips are really dry because I have not been um, focused and it's hard to focus and take care of myself and do the daily things when I'm unemployed for some reason. You think it would be the other way around that I would have all this time on my hands, which I do. Um, and that I would, um, you know, focus more on taking care of the things that I, I normally would, you know, someone normally would neglect when they're working so much, um, as much as I used to work. So, um, that's not really the case for me. I need my job to be focused, um, have that daily routine and then I'm, I do pretty good. So, um, it's hard for me to, to focus on myself and do things for myself um, which I guess that could be a mistake also. Crap, I think my cigarette actually went out this time. Maybe I'm not meant to smoke this cigarette. <laughs> this cigarette's a mistake. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, so I have not been putting, um, like, lip balm or anything. I have some sitting right here. I should put it on. Here, let's do that right now while we're recording for the Overnight Scape Central Mistakes episode, show, transmission, patch, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a fantastic audio show. I love Overnight Scape Central. Okay, now my lips feel much better. Hopefully I won't tag on any, tug, tag, good grief. Hopefully I won't tug on any of that dry skin now that I have um, stuff on my lips, so yeah, just get a Vaseline stuff for you. It's meant for your lips, like Vaseline therapy, I think it's called. Um, okay, so back to mistakes. I get sidetracked. Um, a mis an another mistake that I've done, this is me now, still me. I mean, it's all about me, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That would be a mistake, too. <laughs> okay, so um, starting to play Facebook games was a huge mistake. Um, a friend of mine introduced me to Facebook in 2010. Was it 2010? Yes, 2010. I think it was June of 2010. So it's been um, like three years now. Three years. Three years doesn't seem right. Yeah, I guess it has been three years. Wow. thought it was only two. It's three. Time flies. Okay, so um, I started to play Facebook games roughly June of 2010 because at that time I was uh, unemployed also. Mm -hmm. Likely story every few years for me for some reason. Um, <laughs> so I had a lot of time on my hands. I was renting a room from a family member at the time, and I was looking for work and had nothing else to do and kind of stayed. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Quark Reversal Satellite, Kyclopolitan, 7-3-21-03-14 by PQ Ruber. 20s, I believe, into the 40s. Uh, fine and really remarkable pen work 
uh, that, well, a lot of these artists, their work is sort of obscured by the low quality of the, um, I don't know how they put up with it, really. I guess they got paid the same. But the uh, finer elements of their pen and ink work and brushwork would be lost in the uh, imperfections of the printing techniques used, uh, printing on cheap newsprint, uh, rolling off thousands of copies without very much regard for the fine edges. Um, pardon there. Uh, but Billy DeBeck himself was uh, an incredible artist. He created Barney Google and his horse Sparkplug, uh, which was a racehorse with a little personality, kind of a... I know he's very, he was as big as Snoopy back in the day, uh, although his star, of course, didn't seem to last as long. However, uh, at one point, Barney Google met his hillbilly uh, nephew up in the hills of Tennessee, who turned out to be Snuffy Smith. Do people even know who Snuffy Smith is anymore? Snuffy Smith is a hillbilly cartoon, uh, comic strip, actually, character. And in cartoons, when I was a kid, there were Snuffy Smith cartoons, kind of crude. But uh, And you have the same people who did the Beetle Bailey cartoons, which were equally as uh, low-budget. But uh, it introduced me to the characters, and... You see, the guy who did Barney Google invented Snuffy Smith, who became a very popular character. But he was getting old and retired, and a man by the name of Fred Laswell drew Snuffy Smith and his family as he phased Barney Google out of the comic strip in the late 40s into the 50s. And uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Do do, do they still do a Snuffy Smith strip? Uh, That's something to research. Although I guess it really doesn't matter because what passes for comic strips anymore is almost below notice. Uh, There's nothing left. I mean, you've got to look, if you can, at some of these old uh, strips done by Billy DeBeck. Uh, These old Barney Google strips. And look carefully. Look at the variety of line, the the zest, the personality in just some scribble scrabble. I'm just fascinated by the entire process, as you may have been able to guess with these comics. And uh, yep, the the Billy DeBeck uh, spotlighted here at the Nietzsche Legatura Institute. And um, well, let's I've got something completely unexpected Section 2 of The Training of Wild Animals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Heather Eney, The Training of Wild Animals by Frank Charles Bostock. Origin and History of Wild You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape number 093-12-5-04-06-35 by Frank Edward Nora. For years and years, okay, I used to go on MapQuest.com and you would like look at an address and then there was a little tab and you could look at a satellite image of that, of that, the same map. I'm like, wow. And I always wished I could just sort of scroll around and fly around on those satellite maps. Well, this program called Keyhole, it's at Keyhole.com. 
just bought by Google. That's how I found out about it. This is a program where this is amazing. I got the demo. I think I'm going to get the real one. I think you can get it for like 20 or 30 bucks. Uh, you open this program up and there's a there's a, uh, a globe of the earth. Now, first of all, I could never have used this on, on a Mac or on uh, my old PC. It needs a graphics card. So I opened it up. You see a globe, like a, just the earth, okay? <laughs> you can grab it with the, with the cursor and, and spin it around. This is Keyhole. I'm talking. It's called Program Keyhole. You can move the, the globe around and you can zoom in anywhere on the earth, okay? <laughs> and you can keep zooming in to street level. And, of course, some areas have better resolution than others, and a lot of areas aren't mapped that great. But all the major cities and lots of places around the world have very detailed satellite imagery. So I zoomed in on where I live right here, and I could see the parking lot right outside my window here. I could see the cars. I could see everything. It was so cool. You can tilt it. You can fly around. I went to uh, Disney World, saw all of Disney World there. And it's so cool. If you type in a new address, it pops up and flies, flies away to the other address. I just remember I was sitting there. My, like I was just so impressed with this program. This, this is an amazing program. I tell you, I I was so excited to see it. Like I was in Disney World, I was looking at uh, Space Mountain, and I decided just to fly up into space. And so you go up, and it just smoothly transitions. You're, you 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 zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. Then you see the shape of Florida, zooming out, zooming out. Then you see the whole United States. It was amazing. And I went to Tokyo. I, I, I went down to Tokyo. You can go to London. All over the place, even Iraq, like like that, all Iraq, like the Baghdad area, is all mapped from space. You can just fly around and go anywhere. It's such a great program. I I was blown away by that. So that was that, that was my first uh, experience on the new computer. This is like a whole new world for me. Having a good PC, it's really amazing. So the next thing I tried was a thing called There, There.com. Now I've heard about this for a long time. I think I mentioned it on the Overnight Scape a long time ago. It's this little alternate world. Kind of like an it's, it's like an it's an it's a three dimensional world that people can go on together. It's like a sort of like the massively multiplayer online role playing games, but it's not a game. It's it's just a place you can go and do things. And there's there's no quests. You don't have to go kill monsters or fight each other or anything. And I heard a lot of great stuff about this, and I finally was able to to use it. So I go in there, and you know, there's like there's like there's islands, and you and you there's like. Uh, you know, and, and you just walk around. And the thing about these games is just there's, there's, if there's no one around, you just kind of walk around and look at buildings. And you can teleport to different places and stuff. And I walked up to someone's house, and they had a little buggy on it. So I just went into their little buggy and drove around a little bit. I, I didn't know, like, what would happen if I – I didn't really want to steal it. So I just I, – I drove it back to their house and left it there. <laughs> you know, you can get different clothes for yourself. And I mean, you can change your hair color and hairstyle. And stuff. I don't even know. So that was pretty cool. Uh, then – uh, so that now that was interesting, but it, it wasn't. It, it was it was good. I didn't, I, it, these things I think you know are things that can take up a lot of your time. So this, it, but it's a very immersive thing. So then, okay. <laughs> you are listening to OnSug Radio previews, October twenty first, twenty twenty three. Here's the next random clip: the Overnightscape twenty twenty five Darbisnog six slash twenty seven slash twenty three. 1338s by Frank Edward Nora. But a hand consisting of six and seven is worth three points. I, oh, so that's 13, one, three. So you just do the three. This is because three, this is already getting too complicated. Three is the rightmost digit to the card's total value of 13. The highest possible hand value in Baccarat is nine. Oh, this is really... Every time I look into this, it just bores. It bores me. It, it, it annoys me. 
I don't know. Anyway, let me find that scene from the Beatles when they're when they're playing Baccarat. Bingo. There we go. Here's where they get the invitation. He comes from a large family. Well, what's the circle club? The management of the circle club takes pleasure in requesting the company of Mr. Richard Starkey, that's you, to their gaming rooms, Chemin de Fer, Baccarat and Champagne Buffett. They want me. It's got Randy the big spender. Well, you're not going. Oh, quite right. Invites to gambler dens full of easy money and fast women. Chicken sandwiches and corners of caviar. Disgusting. That's mine. Come on, dude. I'll get your pens out. <laughs> Why? It's homework time for you, load of All right, let, let me go to where he, he's there. Oh, right, here they are playing Baccarat. Hello, monsieur. Souffle. I bet you're a great swimmer. My turn. Bingo. Pa bingo, monsieur. Bongo. Uh, I'll take the little darlings anyway. Turn one and three, carry one and four. Wit is it. They're in the and then there's the Beatles at that party. Yeah, this is a really good. I mean, every part of this movie is great. It's really probably one of the best, the maybe the best movie ever made. It's up there with Repo Man from '84. again because I know she'll always be the only one for me what's he doing now he's uh he's gonna pretend to be the waiter and get more money He's going to get a tip from one of the tables, and then... <laughs> Bingo! Bingo! <laughs> anyway, you get the idea. Tomorrow I'll miss you. Nice. Anyway, in other news, today's episode is called Derby Snug. Yes, Derby Snug. What the heck's that? Well... You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape 1048, Pax Eve, February 12th, 03-30 by Frank Edward Nora. Really participate in channel surfing, couch surfing... Uh, flipping through the channels, that kind of thing. Because that activity, which actually used to be rather um, pleasant, let's say, and pleasurable, is, is, no, is, is just now a complete drag. The cable system I have is called Fios from Verizon, and there's like 8,000 channels, but it's, it's very hard to find any kind of region to, to flip through because, first of all, flipping or changing the channel takes the better part of a second, I think, to change just one channel, which is a complete drag because it's digital or something. 
then every single channel that I'm not subscribed to, which is just these myriad annoying pointless channels, you know, like the golf channel and uh, the comedy channel, like all these weird channels, like why am I not subscribed to them? I, I thought I had a pretty good plan. I mean, they have so many channels. If you were described to subscribe to everything, I think it would be about eight grand a month. Honestly, it's ridiculous. So instead of giving you an option to not have to go on to those channels, which when you hit a channel on my system that you're not subscribed to, it's like one second, two seconds, three seconds. Oh, you're not subscribed to this channel. I cannot believe it. It's a delay. It makes it impossible to flip to the channels anymore. And plus, even if you can get, get around the, the terrible delays, there's never anything good on. These channels, there's so many channels, and it's just, it's, it's horrible. So I don't do that anymore. We just set the DVR, shows we want to watch, and, and then we watch them and fast forward past the commercials. The thing about the Olympics is, it's the kind of thing that I, I'm not going to sit and watch the Olympics from beginning to end. It just, I don't care that much. But it's something that could be a pleasurable TV experience just to catch serendipitously, um, flip on the TV and watch. But we're not used to doing that anymore. We're not used to just regular TV watching, turn on the TV and just watch whatever's on. We don't do that anymore at all. And I have to say, this, uh, the DVR aspect of TV is actually quite good, you know? I mean, the ser when I say serendipity, it means that you're discovering something interesting and unexpected, sort of like, right? You know what I mean? About, um, you know, just flipping through the channels and especially just finding something that you're not 100% satisfied with, but you're like, sort of reluctantly, you say, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll just watch this because there's nothing else to watch. And then you wind up kind of warming to it and kind of enjoying it. And that itself, I think, is a really a great uh, TV experience that I don't experience that much anymore. I mean, I remember back uh, around Christmas time, I was at my in-law's house and my wife was wrapping presents and I was just sort of flipping through the channels on their TV and I found uh, this, they had a marathon of some TV show about prisons, I forget what it was called, but like people, people in jail on CNBC or something. And that was fun because I was uh, drifting in and out of consciousness, falling asleep and waking up. It was a great. It was a great experience. And in recent times, I used to like. Uh, if I really needed to just watch TV in real time, I would go to channel five sixty nine, which used to be H. You are listening to OnSug Radio previews, October twenty first, twenty twenty three. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape number four hundred two slash twenty four slash oh six two ninths by Frank Edward Nora. This is the uh, Romeo and Julieta cigar here. Let me light this up. And uh, here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm going to enjoy this, yeah. Mm. This is a Cuban cigar, yes. Mm. Wonderful Cuban cigar. Romeo and Julieta Cedro Deluxe Number 1. And like I said, we'll hear, be hearing this is uh, we'll be hearing a little bit more about this this a little bit later where it came from and everything. Mm. Cuban cigars are not really uh, they still this uh, some sort of ban against Cuba, you know, because it's communist and stuff. They're still banning the cigars, you know. So it's, it's, you, you can't just go down to your local mall and get a Cuban cigar. But mm. oh wow, yeah, that is. 
Cuban cigars have such a distinct taste from the other cigars. It's such it's such a weird difference. It's so, they're so much smoother and, and denser and more complex in a lot of ways. Wow, that's fantastic. I can't mean, wow. Mm. There are just so many tastes on the palate from this cigar. I mean, it's it's like vanilla and smoke and wood and 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 leather and cream into so many things. Wow. And let's see how the scotch complements it. Here we go. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. This is probably... I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Right now, the, the, the scotch and cigar combination I'm having right at this moment is probably the best combination of scotch and cigar I've ever had in my life. I mean, the tastes are unbelievable. Mm. Wow. I'm like... This is awesome. Wow. I, I, I mean, this is a sensory delight. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, you know, the thing is, uh, these things are, like I said, they're expensive, but it's uh, once for once in a while, you, you really, exp- like what I'm experiencing now is, you know, uh, mm, uh, one of the great sensory experiences in the world, I would think, you know. But uh, anyway, here we go. Here we go. So, uh, first of all, what we're going to get to here is uh, our old friend Jazz Kenny. Uh, he has uh, left a number of interesting messages uh, on the the Overnight Scape, uh, Skype uh, account here, uh, over listener audio. And recently, uh, I named his leg and his arm. And if you didn't hear about this, basically, Jazz Kenny left called in and gave me the right to name his uh, was it, what is his left arm and his left leg, I think. And I named them Tapioca Tundra and Auntie's Municipal Court uh, after some songs by the Monkees, the, the 60s uh, pop group who also had a TV show. And uh, Jazz Kenny has finally responded. So let's see what Jazz Kenny uh, has to say right now. Hey, Jazz Kenny again. Um, I like the name you gave to my arm and leg. Um, yeah. And I check out. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip The Paunch Stevenson Show, Episode 234, 1 slash 10 slash 14, 04 slash 16 by Greg and Rob. I'm just walking down the street with it, with Dan asking me for my autograph. Very kind of funny, cute stuff. Um, but one of the things that I really appreciated professionally, I've always been able to, as an actress, I've always been able to cry on cue, and that was another reason why they chose me. There is a scene in the movie where Pippi is standing at the window talking to her mom, and I had to cry. So when I did the scene, I just did it, you know, like I did every other scene. You know, I'm just committed, and, you know, I'm not thinking about anything else, and I'm being the character. But once I did my first take, the whole set, like, erupted in applause. And I was like, oh, my God, it was that good? Oh, my God, I'm so proud. Like, I was so proud because it wasn't, you know, trying to cry on camera is a unique thing. Some people can do it naturally. Some people have to have the teardrops put in their eyes in order to pretend that they're crying. So when I heard all that applause, I was gave myself a little pat on the shoulder for doing that. Um, but we also did some crazy stuff. We had our own golf carts when we were on set. We would drive around and, you know, do whatever we wanted and, you know, play with the animals and 
talk to the fans and, you know, just have a lot of, a lot of fun. They treated us just wonderfully and we had a great time. It was very much the whole cast and crew while we were filming for that three and a half months, we became like a big family, which was really, really fun and very special. I have a question. So you might not want to give away your secret, but I've always wondered, I, I, I'm, I'm not an actor, Greg's not an actor, but I've always wondered, how, how do people cry on cue? It's called, it's called emotional recall. So you think, you think back to something that made you cry. Hopefully it's something similar to what the character is experiencing, and that's where you get the emotions from. Wow. I, I, I got to tell you, I can't do that. <laughs> I know. Not a lot of people can. That's why they have the menthol, the glow menthol in the actor's eyes to make them cry. Oh. If they can't, if, they, if the actor's not able to do it themselves, they'll blow the menthol because it makes their, their eyes water. But then some people can just do it. For me, you know, I've had a, a great life. I don't know why I have this talent. I don't know how. I've always loved acting ever since I was a little girl. I was kind of a force of nature where I would go from, you know, I would entertain my family by creating a character or doing a scene or I would do a little cheer with a cheerleader. I would do a song or a dance. That's just the way I was. So I think for me, it just came naturally to me. Um, I don't know. It's just something that comes natural to me. But it also was kind of a little special thing that I could always pull out of my pocket that not everyone else could, could do. Mm. Now, so would you say you're more of a... Would you prefer to be more of a dramatic actor or humorous, comedic actor? How would you classify yourself? You know, it's a good question because the movies that I've done, it's such a wide variety. I've played the hero. You know, I've played Elon talking obviously. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Tape Land 41. The last Fuzzy Dorpner show, 10 slash 27 slash 01, 36 37ths by Fuzzy Dorpner. Um, theme and dreams. Um, so, we went down there, and I was like trying to show up, oh yeah, this is like a secret place and everything, and then I noticed like, underneath the door itself was like, two or three feet of just empty space. And so the first person that was with me just like crawled under there and went right in. I'm like, yeah, well, okay, well, yeah, but you know, there's other parts that are locked too. So like my secret place, which is completely accessible by anyone. So I went in there and I went into another room and then it kind of became like a ghost busting kind of uh, deal because there were like ghosts in there and we were kind of fighting the ghosts. And then there was a weird part where something about like a buffet woman that was dead we were in there and ghost busting her too but she was on an operating table or something and she was alive again and she came back she's like you know i was dead and you were ghost busting me in there what were you doing and so that was pretty good um, but yeah it was just weird like this little hideout type of thing Time back up now. It's not going through. 
Let's go to PhillyDolphin.com. Hey, it's still there. How about news? that I go to him, I go, I have a secret place. Like, it could definitely be interpreted as um, sort of, you know, one of like my themes or whatever, to an eye, book cause whatever, kind of how I felt when I found out there was another Zope.com um, that I hadn't gotten Zope.com. And, uh, you know, that my sort of secret thing had been sort of violated. there is that uh, um, I look at that it looks like Indiana is not participating in the daylight savings time <laughs> and also uh, most of Arizona anyway what was I saying just you know about the secret thing and everything and Trying to get to the Eastern Time Zone now. Has due to unusually high demand around the daylight savings time changed? The usual animated clock has been. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip Highway 209, West Virginia, 3159th by Highway 209. That all the hope that left for this world is right here in our hands. We got dreams to dream. Hey, why not say that we can have it all? But if life's gonna be a fall, my friends, you gotta be off the wall. You gotta be off the wall. You gotta be. This portion of Off the Wall is brought to you by Crest. For good checkups, watch, treat, see your dentist regularly, and brush often with Crest. You can't beat Crest for fighting cavities. Crest Test, 1952, Bloomington, Indiana. This is where getting fewer cavities all began. Crest started testing its revolutionary new fluoride toothpaste against the same toothpaste without fluoride. The result? Fewer cavities. Crest Test 1959, Howe Military School. Tests with cadets. Fewer cavities. Crest Test 1960, Frankfurt, Indiana. Kids also getting dental fluoride treatments. Fewer cavities. Crest Test 1962, grade school kids in Monroe County, Indiana. Again, fewer cavities. Tests going on today under many different conditions with school children are still proving Crest is one great cavity fighter. In fact, Crest has been tested under more conditions than any other toothpaste to prove it fights cavities.
Crest is accepted by the American Dental Association. We're working to help make cavities a thing of the past. How you doing, babe? Don't get too tired, Flash. We have a date tonight. <laughs> no energy crisis here, babe. <laughs> Fine, thanks. And yourself? <laughs> oh, well. Lucky in Frisbee, unlucky in love. That's <laughs> Sometimes you find a beautiful woman where you least expect it. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Jeannie, telephone for you. Now, how do you know it's for Jeannie? I have a lot of men calling me. Lenny, the only man that ever called you wanted to press your hair. Hello? You want to fool around? Yeah, I do, but uh, with her. Uh, could you excuse me? Don't you clowns have anything better to do? Isn't it time for your nap? Oh, you care to join us? Huh? Uh, when? Uh, I'm sorry, but the first opening I have is two weeks from Thursday. At eight. At eight. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Meandering Mouse number 40, being a kid at Disneyland Meanderings, 11 slash 5 slash 06, 07 slash 19 by. I'm a little south of normal. At least that's what the doctor tells me. So I think we'll be getting on the next boat here. And let's see, which boat do we have? We have... Daisy. This will be, I think we shall be riding on the daisy boat this morning. We're unloading the boat now. It is painted green. These boats are, these boats are really nice. They're, uh, you can just tell they're hand-painted. Uh, very intricate details along the sides of the boat. Really cool. Some little characters painted on them. The last boat that pulled up had a uh, thumper painted on it. And, uh, there was a bunch of flowers and vines and everything around, so it kind of looked like he was just sitting in the forest there. And a really nice uh, just artist touch on these boats. And on the side, we've got a little uh, lettering there. It says the Walt Disney Limited. It says that on all the boats. And yeah, the uh, cast members sit, basically perch themselves right on top there, in the back of the boat, sit Indian style. And, they uh, narrate your way around the canal. And for those of you who are not familiar with the traction. So uh, here we go. Okay, so I lied. We missed the daisy boat, but our... Uh, Boat's pulling up now, and we're going to get on this Snow White boat. I think it's a better boat than the Daisy boat anyways.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Storybook Land. My name is Kim, and I'll be your storyteller. You're riding aboard the Snow White boat. For your safety, please remain seated with all hands, arms, feet, legs inside the boat throughout the entire journey. Uh-oh. It looks like we're about to be swallowed by Monstro, the giant whale. The very same whale that swallowed Pinocchio and Geppetto. Oh, but don't worry, Pinocchio was a smart boy. He lit a fire that tickled Monstro's tummy, and it made Monstro sneeze so hard that he blew his very own tail right off, leaving Monstro as only half the whale he used to be, and providing us with our own magical entrance into Storybook Land. I think we just ran over a duck. Around the bend on the left-hand side is the cave of the Big Bad Wolf, who's always huffing and puffing across the way at the homes of the three little pigs. Pfeiffer's house made of straw, Fiddler's house made of sticks, and practical pigs. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Paunch Stevenson Show, Episode 0602-19-07, for sevenths by Greg and Rob. What I will say is that, again, this was a, uh, a film that was based, you know, loosely or whatever. The, the main plot is uh, the original, the first novel that uh, Ian Fleming wrote about James Bond yeah. uh, was Casino Royale. And that um, it was done on television, on CBS back in the 50s. It was part of this show that was this live show where they would, you know, they'd have like these suspense, mystery suspense or something, and it was like an hour-long program. It was very strange. I've seen it like off the internet. Very strange that they could do a James Bond movie live without really any props. So it was a bit odd. And then, of course, the the, the rights of it back in the late '60s got involved. It got handed to this guy, and this this idiot decided that he couldn't really keep up with what the, the the official James Bond movie people were doing, which was called Eon Productions and United Artists. So he decided to make a parody of James Bond. He had the rights to the Casino Royale script. And it was this horrible, horrible garbage. The original Casino Royale 1967 that starred Woody Allen. I mean, no. of course, if you're going to make a terrible movie, you got to have Woody Allen. You'd be interested to see that there's a, several different actors who are listed as James Bond. And when I first saw it, I never really understood that. I was like, why is, you know, what do they need all these James Bonds for? I know it's a parody, but that doesn't make any sense. And what actually happened was, you remember Peter Sellers? He was in the Pink Panther and all that, and he was kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, what happened was... Peter Sellers was James Bond in this this parody, and they fired him like right at the end. And what you wound up having was they 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 didn't finish the movie, so they had to go back and reshoot a ton of the movie to make it make sense that they had another actor in there, who was this old British guy David Niven, but, no, but Woody about- Allen who played Doctor Noah, a take on the Doctor No was also a James Bond. Not only were there like six or seven 
James Bonds, W.O. Nine million people playing the same guy. <laughs> Do you know there was about five or six directors on this movie? I mean, have you ever heard of that? And do you know why? Forget about it. Look at the writing credits. There's like 10 people, including Woody Allen and Peter Sellers. But the reason... This must have been a mess. Oh, it was terrible. This thing cost, in 1967, it cost over $8 million to make, which then was a ton. The reason they had all these directors was it was such a mess. They actually had... Different directors shooting the movie in different parts of the world. So basically, you had directors shooting pieces of the movie, having no control or any idea what the other directors were doing. <laughs> yeah, it was the most disastrous thing ever. <laughs> anyway, but that, that's my uh, my my movie review. I don't I don't really see that many movies, but that was one that. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape 1448, Warp Tunnel Blues, 12-6-17, by Frank Edward Nora. ...of Jimbo, that he will certainly live on, uh, on our archive. And, um, I, I, I just... Again, I'm just I'm just absorbing it now. I mean, it's like very very rough to deal with. I talked to PQ Ribber, and we are planning on doing a tribute shows show or shows. Uh, PQ's talking about perhaps taking back the reins of the Overnightscape Central, and we are certainly going to do one or more tribute shows for Jimbo. I want everyone have a chance to talk about Jimbo and um, you know I mean I, we're just in the early stages of planning that now it's not it's you know, it's not an easy situation but anyway I just uh, I uh my recorder ran out of room, so I had to delete some files. I was standing on the side of the sidewalk here, and again, something weird happens. I stopped, and I hear this noise, and this door starts rolling up. It's this, uh, some sort of a, like a loading dock or something. The moment I was standing there, it starts rolling up, and I just looked inside of it, and a, and a weird old guy was staring at me. He was wearing like a, like a uniform for the, he must have worked for the building. <sighs> Never ends. Well... I don't think it ends even with death. I think Jimbo is out there. Now, Jimbo was the guy that had faith. And I and honestly, you know me, I have my own view of the supernatural and of God and things like that. But I do believe it's all real. And I do believe Jimbo has moved on to the next phase of existence. Jimbo, if you're out there, I know you're out there. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Overnight Escape Underground. And as I said... More than most people, you're, you will live on through these recordings. And I certainly am going to do everything I can, as you know, to continue to perpetuate these recordings, to preserve them, and to promote people listening to them so that you will live on in these recordings. I think you've left a huge mark. And not to mention, of course, Jimbo's tireless effort and work in preserving Vic and Sade, the old-time radio show, 
that truly is unique and remarkable. And his blog, The Crazy World of Vic and Sade, I, I think that's what it's called. Hopefully we'll stay up. I think it's on Blogspot. I don't think he needs to pay anything to keep it going. Uh, and, of course, recently the Vic and Sade cast, which I just did my first one like last week. And that was my last email with Jimbo. He asked me if I would do another one, and I said, yes, I'll do another one. I don't know where what the Vic and Sade cast, uh, what the future of that will be, but certainly the Central will continue on. And uh, we will, we're going to be doing tribute shows for Jimbo. Oh, gosh, it's terrible. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Tapestry number 29, subatomic, 2 slash 4 slash 15, 28 30 seconds by Shambles Constant. Let's talk with Mike and Rhea. Good morning, Mike.
It's uh, west of Arbordale. That put it, puts it mid between Figueroa and uh, the Glendale, about a mile before the Glendale interchange. The right lane blocks at this point in the signal in effect until about 9 o'clock, they say. Very heavy congestion, of course, getting away from the 210. You have much better luck on service streets through this area. Guaranteed, it's bumper-to-bumper -bumper averaging below 15. So Fair and hot today. 100 downtown, 105 in the valleys, 80 at the beaches, 76 in Hollywood. Thunder showers in the mountains and deserts. KNX traffic and weather central at 7.13. In the news, the path... Downtown Chico has it all. Special... It's the end of the season at Chico Marine and... Here's a you are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Hey everybody, it's Jimbo. Bull, 023, 6 slash 26 slash 15, 15 fifteenths by Jimbo. I almost fall down the mountain, but not falling, but on two feet, climbing down the mountain, but, but coming fast, I mean. And then jump into this frozen lake, and it made this noise, you know, uh, breaking the ice and pedaling hard, pedaling hard with with its feet and arms and making this noise, and just making this. And we were like, look at each other, like, what in the world is that? And then uh, you could hardly see; we could barely see, and there wasn't any place to run really. So we kind of was like, uh, we better hide, you know. So we kind of hid somewhere behind a tree or whatever and then we heard it like going through the bushes making its way right toward us i mean absolutely making its way toward us and it was like crashing knocking down trees and bushes and all kinds of stuff making noise and i was like what was that what is that thing and i was really scared i mean really scared and uh my cousin he was scared too i could tell and uh I turned on my flashlight and I shined it where I thought this whatever it was going to be come out of the woods. And so I shined it and I didn't hear anything for a second. And then all of a sudden I saw what it was and it was my mother and she said, Put on that jacket like I told you. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews. October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Overnightscape Central, 336, Things Have Changed, 5 slash 8 slash 17, 11 29 by Jimbo. Crazy about it because, for example, you, the way that these things learn is that they simulate, like, all you have to do is put in the information, like, Here's, here's the river, and here's the ground under it. It's made of igneous rock, and here's all the data. And the AI can then try a hundred quadrillion different ways of digging this tunnel and find the one that works. This is the thing. It's not really smart. It just tries all the different variations. Just like with that, that board game Go, there was a seminal moment last year. An AI learned how to beat a human player in the board game Go. Never was never able to okay. do it in the past. How? It played trillions of games of Go against itself and just found these trends of types of moves and sequence of moves that tended to win. It was, it's like a brute force method. So you, you'll just tell this robot, listen, we need to build another train tunnel. 
And obviously, you'll need some human supervision, but it will be able to find the best way to do it. And robots will go and start digging. There'll be robots with literally robots with shovels digging into the into the earth and other other technologies. You know, like they're probably like that big drill machine from H.G. Wells and everything. But you know what I'm saying? This scaling out a robot workforce means that we don't need to work anymore. And I know this is a tough pill for people to swallow. To, get the, to wrap their mind around. Once the robots are doing all the work, people don't need to do much work. This is a revolution. This is a change. Obviously, a lot of our meaning in life and our sense of identity comes from our work. Don't worry about the money side. I mean, this, I've dealt with that a million times. It's, you know, we, we can have a society without money. But a society without purpose, people without purpose, is another problem. It's going to happen, though. AI is, an, is, is, is a... Um, Geometric progression. So basically, we're at, we're at the edge now. Once it gets going, there's no stopping it. it it's going to be ten times bigger a month a month later, hundred times bigger the next month, a thousand times bigger the next month. It's just it's just going to once it hits, it's going to hit big. It's going to hit hard. And to say you want to stop it, oh, you really like all those people starving in the, in the third world countries, dying of diseases. Do you understand this AI and and the robot workers? will solve all that? How can we not do it? You know, I know everyone thinks it's going to be an apocalypse or robots are going to turn against us, this and that. But listen, this is potentially going to change everything and completely change our lifestyle. Right now, this Times Square is essentially the same. People are milling around. They're tourists. They're hanging out. They're going to a restaurant. They're going home from work, whatever. This is, this is the 20th century, even the 19th and 18th century lifestyle. The, the common area where the people of the city intermingle. Um, they're here because... They're, they're here because... And they're still human cops. Look, they're not robot cops yet. Uh, I don't know what they're saying. USA? What are they trying to... Like USA? Um, honestly, this, but this is the dream of a certain type of human civilization that, yes, the AI and the... You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Quack Reversal Satellite, American Way, 3-20-14-03-25 by PQ Ripper, Jimbo. I want to know the real. The what boy? The defunct boy. The defunct boy. Little boy, mean little boy blue is defunct? Oh, no. It hasn't told me. Because he was asleep under the haystack. Uh, yeah, he was, but that is not exactly why they wouldn't waken him. He was asleep, but you know people who are asleep are wakened, uh, unless there's some reason for it. Well, he not was doing fast it. asleep. He's under the haystack fast asleep. Oh, don't be sentimental. <laughs> no, there's a definite reason. There's a definite reason. Well, he had he had been up late the night before with the sheep. <laughs> Mr. Kaufman is making up plays on the radio. <laughs> nope, little boy blue, come blow your horn. The sheep's in the meadow, the cows in the corner. Hey, listening, gentlemen, where's the little boy that looks after the sheep? He's under the haycock, fast asleep. Will you wake him? No, not I. Or if he do, if I do, he'll be sure to cry. That's the reason. He'll be sure to cry. <laughs> well, too wrong, out of four. Sorry. That's going to cost us five dollars. 
Here's yours truly. This is Jimbo. Hey everybody, this is Jimbo. Hey everybody, this is Jimbo. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is Jimbo. Hey everybody, this is Jimbo. How are you doing? How are you doing today? How you doing? How you doing? I don't use a talk this way, but I talk like this for a while, like Barry Barbarino. Like, like a Pico River when he goes, Pico River kind of talk like this sometimes, sort of. Not real good with this voice, but he does his voice kind of when he goes back to that new Jersey kind of talking. You know, how you doing boys and girls? Pico River. I'm Pico River, everybody. Can't really do that voice well. But I wonder if he could do a southern voice, like a Texas voice. I'm sure he encounters a lot of Texans there in New Mexico. New Mexico. Why do they call it New Mexico? I don't live in New Georgia. I never lived in New Texas. New Mexico. Get out of town. Get out of town with that New Mexico baloney. Get out of town with that. Go back to New Mexico, man. You know, uh, when I was a kid, I remember very well my parents would always, we'd go to Juarez all the time. And Juarez is right near El Paso. On the Mexico side of the border, by the way. And that's where we went to Carlsbad, Caverns. I talked about that the other day. But we'd go to El Paso, which my dad had to be stationed at the Fort Bliss there in New Mexico before I was born. But anyway. We'd go to uh, El Paso, and then we'd go to Juarez, and my parents would call it Old Mexico. Always Old Mexico. So until I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine years old, I used to think Mexico was called Old Mexico. And I was kind of dismayed when I started looking at maps. By the way, maps are one of my loves. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews. October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Overnightscape Central, Breakfast Especially Cereal, 9 29 15, 2039 by PQ, Jimbo, Ruben, Chad, Clara, Frank, Jimbo. <laughs> 不怪之得人龍得到奶茶魚蛋天王大獎啊 So basically in the ad she's asking, you know, why is the tea so smooth and why are the fish balls so springy and fresh? And then the person is answering, you know, because they they are um filtering is it filtering? What do you call it? Filtering or passing the milk tea through a cloth bag which makes it extra smooth and the fish balls are springy and fresh because they make it fresh out of the quality fi- quality fish. And so, you know, no wonder this restaurant has won awards for best milk tea and best fish bowls. So that that's a Hong Kong ad. Um you know, these days I probably just as happily have congee as I would a an an, an English style big breakfast. But what I really want to do is I'd really love to try a Japanese style breakfast one day or a Korean style, you know, all the styles. But anyway, that's enough from me, so back to you, PQ. Thank you. 
Thank you, Clara. That was cool. All those commercials from all over, and and, and it's it's always been fascinating to me. I mean, uh, uh, us Americans, and I guess people in that they assume that everybody eats more or less the same sort of things for breakfast, and that just isn't so. Uh, I mean, even bacon, which we Americans eat, is these thin fried slices. If you go to some place like the UK and order bacon, it's more of like a thicker sliced. Um, like Canadian bacon, or it's it's hammier or something. I don't know. But uh, food from around the world, uh, while it does have a couple of uh, you know, the pitfalls, like the uh, Scottish uh, <laughs> oatmeal there, uh, and other, you know, it's, it's, it's nobody. I mean, I don't care where you go. If you go somewhere and you order breakfast and you look down, and there's like black masses in there i I don't know that's to me that's that's already you know but i guess you know some of the things we americans eat i mean some of these cereals that if you have not encountered them before and say you came over from some other country sat down and somebody put a bowl of uh captain crunch in front of you and said eat hearty there's breakfast um yeah exactly That, that that those are my thoughts exactly what's going through your head right now and uh, the overnight scape central continues we are talking about uh breakfast especially cereals and next on the agenda i've got the manifest right here is uh, our own founder uh, the creator of the overnight scape himself here is frank edward nora now i had linguine for breakfast today but kathy doesn't eat breakfast why why doesn't Kathy eat breakfast in 1972? There's an alarm clock, like a dresser, a brush, <laughs> a transistor radio. There's Kathy. Why doesn't she eat breakfast? This is one of these questions that we just don't know the answer to. <laughs> this little girl lying in bed and the cameraman's like panning down. New directions in English, eight. Oh, cool, the alarm clock has like little... um. His little British hunter guys. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Basic Overnightscape, 2012, 302-324ths by Frank Edward Nora. PM for me right now. And the day's like half over. This is ridiculous. Uh, you know. Let's see if I have any more notes. So, for uh, Thanksgiving, we went to Veggie Heaven and... Upper Montclair, New Jersey here. And, um... <clears throat> got the veggie turkey meal. Great stuff. I think there's a few leftovers. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a veggie turkey. You know, totally vegan. Uh, it's like the turkey, the stuffing. You get some potatoes. It's really good. If you're in New Jersey and you're a vegetarian, I recommend going to Veggie Heaven. They have several locations and I think they're in Teaneck and down on Route 46 and wherever that is. And I don't know. Oh, you know, the, the other night I stayed up real late and I was, or, I don't know, yeah, it was a real, no, it was Wednesday night or Thursday night. No, now I'm getting all confused. It was Wednesday night and I wound up watching uh, Poker After Dark on NBC. It's kind of a good show, you know. It was like this guy, something Locke, and his girlfriend's Jennifer Tilly, the actress, and they're all playing poker. Kind of a cool thing, though, kind of like a, like this late night Poker After Dark. I kind of like that. So, I don't know, maybe I'll... I'm thinking, you know, I kind of liked, like, I, I had to get up and do stuff, so I just put my, you know, the DVR on pause so I could watch the rest of it. And I'm thinking, like, should I tape it 
and watch it. I'm like the commitment of of trying to watch a show. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can really spare the time to watch this thing. But I'm, I'm I'm up to date on Terminator, and I'm trying to sort of work my way through Heroes. I'm like three or four episodes back. The show is just it's just painful, but I kind of want to watch it. Ugh. I'm on the one that's like a flashback. Oh, it's pretty bad. Anyway, my my tangle therapy here, I actually formed it into like a star, like a pentagram. I don't know how I did it. I never got it this way before. You know, tangle. Let me see if if you're if you're uh, in front of a computer or whatever, you can just type in tangle therapy into uh, Google. You get some information on this thing. It's, it's a really interesting thing. Like I I want to get another one too. I want to have like a backup one. But this thing's great. I mean, just you know, tangletherapy.com. Yeah, look at that, tangletherapy.com. There it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, I messed up the star though. I like the star. How, how do you make the star? It's like a, it's like a perfect star. Oh, I, I screwed it up. Whatever. Yeah, just go to tangletherapy.com. You'll see it. It's like a. Uh, it's even considered like a medical device. You know, relieves minor stress, stops smoking aid, improves range of hand motion. Restores motion of joints, improves muscle performance, strengthens the fingers and muscles, and rehabilitates hands. It's like uh, it's like these, these segments, and it's covered in rubber, and you just do. It's fun. <laughs> okay, thank you. I think I think it's about time to end this this uh, series of uh, recordings here. So thank you for listening to Port Pincho. Um, you know, I, like I said, I. I I've been planning this one for a while, and, you know, what, what's the best way to play these those clips? And Obviously, I played a lot more clips than just the Spaceport and the Bronson Pinchot, but uh, Port Pinchot. Like, it's Port slash Pinchot, right? That's the name of it. It's the whole thing, you know? Ooh, I have my L8. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Frank Nora Show 1579, 10/4/10, 06/16 by Frank Edward Nora. <laughs> but anyway, thank you everyone for all the wonderful birthday wishes. And uh, I'm going down an escalator. It's very warm down here. Of course, now that I have a jacket on, I'm going to be going places where it's like incredibly warm. <laughs> where the hell are the umbrellas? This is insane. I'm going to have to search into, like, the, the, the far corners of this place to find umbrellas. <laughs> it's like... I don't see any... Ooh, toys. Ooh, what kind of toys do they have? <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's like... I guess I could ask them. Yeah, maybe I'll go ask them. Anyone around? You have umbrellas? Umbrella? Uh, upstairs. Upstairs? Yeah, road front side. Okay, thank you. Right, upstairs in some some section. I thought I thought it would be upstairs, but it just ah. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be fourteen dollars. <laughs> I mean, it looked like that might have been a better quality umbrella, but still, I, I just, I can't see it. I just can't see it. All right, let's see. Oh, there it is, okay. Okay, 
see. So these are the umbrellas. Hmm. You know, they're all like so expensive. I don't even get it. They're like the same price. Oh my god. I'm just gonna go underground. I'm, I'm getting really pissed off now. What, what were they having? 800% markup on these freaking umbrellas at these places? It's the same umbrellas they sell for a dollar on the street. And you're going to pay $14. It's like 1,400% markup. Jesus Christ. All right, I'm going down. Here, here, here's an interesting moral thing, okay? Now look, there's people coming up the stairs, right? So this guy is, thinks he's going to be all, like, polite and not go down until the people go up. But then he's forcing me, as well, not to do it. I'll, I'll push past the people. I don't care. i got to get in. I notice that sometimes. That's one of those moral things. You know what I'm saying? Like someone decides, oh, I will be polite and not do this. And then, but everyone behind you is following that same moral direction, even though it may not be what they would do. Where are these people going? I'm not, I'm not having a good day today. I really, I don't know what's going on. Like a total like blockage. Oh wait, they're going the other way because that, that's where the next train is coming? Maybe. It's a total blockage in reality today. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Poltroon, 1 13 11, PQ, 072 139 by nightstation.org. Yes, and made it all gone. 
Marjorie's suspect, Goldilocks. I talked to her alone for an hour. Does she know anything? She does now. <laughs> Hi, Fry. Hi, Serge. Hi, week from June. <laughs> I just found a body out in the street. Good. You may keep it for your honor. <laughs> You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnight Scope 978, Typists of Deserts and the Moon, 6 14 13, 26 28 by Frank Edward Nora. The form can't do you much good if you don't know which truck and sander it's for. Remember, not only is every sander different, but the hydraulics in the trucks are different too. And the hydraulics certainly affect the calibration. The next section of the form requires the gate setting for spreading a quarter cubic yard per two lane mile. Now if you can't remember the gate setting you used last year, try three inches if it's an old truck or two inches if you have a new truck. When you set the gate, be sure to use a tape measure because some of the scales marked on the sanders are inaccurate. And always set the tape measure on the floor of the sander as you see here. Okay, the next step is to set the chain speed at two and count the number of shaft revolutions in one minute. Now this step calls for starting and stopping the chain at exact times, so be sure to discuss the hand signals you use before going any further. Then bring the truck's engine up to operating RPM. And mark the sprocket so you can easily count the number of revolutions. What's left for this step is to signal the driver to start the chain and then record the number of revolutions in one minute. In this case, the shaft made three revolutions. Now count the revolutions with the chain speed set at six and then at ten. As you can see, this part of calibration is pretty simple. 
It's just a matter of signaling the driver for the chain setting to use and counting and recording the number of times the shaft revolves in one minute. So for this particular spreader, the chain revolved three times when the chain speed was set at two, nine and a half times when it was set at six, and 15 times when the chain speed was set at 10. Remember, the gate setting stays the same. Okay, now as you can see, we've discharged a few hundred pounds of salt in three minutes. So pull the truck ahead so you have room to put the top under it. And be sure to note the weight of the empty top. This particular top weighs four pounds. Now the worksheet calls for the number of pounds discharged in one revolution. So with the top under the sander, signal the driver to start the chain at speed two. And as soon as the shaft has made one revolution, signal the driver to stop the chain. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape number 724, 7-23-08-03-17 by Frank Edward Nora. Pretty cool for my connections at Video Game Connections. So I've been out there, not too much, but uh, kind of cool. And then my wife and I went out to that area. We, 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 I forget what year it was, but we, we went and we went to all the different caves in uh, Pennsylvania. That was our trip. It was like a two or three day trip. We went to all the different caverns in Pennsylvania. That was a great trip. When was that though? The cavern trip? I don't know. Yeah, we just drove and we went, we went to almost all of them. So it was a heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> now it's time for a little food review and uh i would say about a week or two ago we went over to our friend's house yeah it was it was a july 4th it was uh, yeah it was july 4th so it was like a couple weeks ago and they had these little these little thingies in a bowl we're like what are these they look like little it's like pale yellow almost like lima bean kind of shaped things but a little a little thicker than a lima bean and kind of squarish little bean kind of things and they're like oh they're lupini beans they're like lupini beans what's a lupini bean and uh they're like you just it's something you eat but you gotta you gotta like you know like take the shell off there's a shell on it you don't eat kind of like an edamame you know so i tried one and i'm like whoa (laughs) wow this is good and both my wife and i both loved these lupini beans and we're like where do you get them i'm thinking this, this rare thing that comes from some foreign country you know and uh turns out no they've been there under my nose my entire life in the supermarket but has never knew about them this goes to show you there's so much stuff that you might be enjoying they just don't know about you know so my wife went to the supermarket and there's this victoria brand victoria ready to eat lupini beans right comes in this container so this this victoria brand is in most supermarkets i think um, Victoria ready-to-eat lupini beans are an old-world taste treat. Cooked and ready-to-eat, the outer shell of the bean should be removed prior to eating. If desired, beans can be soaked in fresh water to remove salt. An excellent cocktail snack. 
So Victoria, I guess, is like a it's like an Italian kind of yeah. It's like an Italian um, VictoriaPacking.com is the website. It's like an Italian importing thing. So I guess this is kind of an Italian thing. Lupini beans. So uh, with this whole concept of, of getting this rid of the salt, the salt is the best part. They're so salty. They're awesome. Um, so I'm holding one here in my hand. Now, it's very interesting. It, again, it's sort of a like imagine a square pale yellow lima bean, but it has almost like a little hole in one side. It's very strange. Like, a, like on one side, there's a little hole, which must be where the bean was connected to the original plant that it was grown on. So you got to just, with your teeth or however, you got to figure out one, some way to like get get the shell off, you know. I guess sort of get in there. <laughs> mm. Just get in there and then the, the bean itself will shoot out into your mouth. Mmm. And you can eat it. Oh, the taste is great. I mean, mmm. Oh, the taste is almost like the taste of a pickle, but like a bean. So imagine like. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 21st, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape number 766, 1-11-09, 8.17-18-23 by Frank Edward Nora. Combo. So let me see. Let me open it up here. The website is wholegrainnation.com. All right. So here is the uh, the bag. You see, in actuality, <clears throat> um, these are not spherical. They're not spherical. They are like they are c- cylinders with bulged ends, but they're not spherical. So I don't know what happened to the whole sphere concept, but they, they may have gone back on the whole sphere idea. I'm looking at the shape of these things. Let me uh, let me get a. First, you have to appreciate Siri. You have to you have to, you have to, get, to get the the aroma. Mm, there you go. That that always was the best. That sort of the anticipation of eating your cereal was that lovely sugary aroma. Now I have a bowl and I have some Trader Joe's uh, organic unsweetened soy milk. Right. So I'm going to actually eat a bowl of cereal here. I have not eaten anything today. All I've had is my coffee. I only have a little bit of coffee here. So I mean, let me pour out some cereal and it'll be just like uh, Saturday morning of my youth. I'm going to watch uh, a TV show. Do this without causing a major disaster here. There's the combos. Okay. Now, obviously, to be authentic, I'd have to use real milk, but there's no way I'm eating real milk. I'm going to have my soy milk here from Trader Joe's. Pour it on the cereal. Okay. So, again, just like the 70s when I'm a little kid. Do I have enough soy milk in here? Yeah. Mmm, the anticipation of eating a big bowl of <laughs> cereal. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. All right. Now, continuing the fantasy, I'm going to take go into the TV room here of my youth and turn on the TV and see what's on TV as I eat my cereal. Here we go. So this is going to be like an idealized 70s youth session. <laughs> here we go. Marshall Yay! <laughs> Land of the Lost. There they are. I'm going to eat my cereal now. Mmm. Oh, my God. Special effects are so bad. Look at that. 
Sid and Marty Croft present that banjo music. Oh man, I really feel like I'm back in the 70s. I'm like eight years old again. There's a dinosaur. Pretty good stop motion. Oh man. This is good though, the cereal. It's like the classic. That classic cereal taste. That kind of like that corn and grain taste and chocolate and vanilla. Oh, this is bringing back memories. Mmm. All right, where's the show?